Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. From the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. Yeah. What's, what's your fondest memory? I know uh, of one this past year, but... The B-Main win. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. spectacular. Yeah. That it was, really was. That, that was, was a really good awesome race. race. worked really hard for that one. Yep. Yeah, I was watching from about fifth place. I saw you guys. <laughs> How did it feel hey. to get beat by a girl, Scott? Hey, I've raced both of them. You know, you're, you're the only one that had that recorded. And it was hard to. See. I well, mean, it's because you guys are too far away. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to see, but you're the only one that had a recording. Nobody else thought to record that. Well, next time you guys slow down. Let me catch up, and we'll be good. <laughs> All right. Those are pretty memorable moments too. A couple of runner-ups to him. He he led twenty-five of the thirty laps, and then his uncle Jim had to pass him three times to win the race. Three times. Yeah. yeah. Tell the yeah. story. You 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 lived it. Well, we were. Racing and then about like five or seven to go somewhere on there. There's caution, and we restarted. And every restart, he'd pass me, and he passed me on the high side going into turn one. And then there's another caution, and we restarted again, and he did the same thing. And that's how the race ended. After the races, I told the kid, I said, "Jeez, you lost three times to him in one race. <laughs> that's harsh. That's harsh. Really." <laughs> It was rough. He's going to earn it. <laughs> You're over there smiling it. about it. It didn't bother me. No. <laughs> I knew after the first restart we were going to be all right. You know, a, a lot of people think that uh, you have a ton of money in your race car because you run so very well with it. But, uh, you know, I've had some – you and I have had some talks, and uh, I, I think you're probably one of the least technical race cars out there. I don't even know what kind of chassis that car is. I, <laughs> I pulled that car out of the weeds from a guy I bought it from, and me and uh, my buddy Shane and Dave Gumby Sr., we built that car. And, you know, Dan Wallace, you know, helped me set it up when I first put it together. And I've had it for seven seven years now, you know. Seven years and so, four championships. So it's went from DOTs to dirt tires, you know. It's I had to modify it to go from that to the – New, the new rule changes and you know because it was built around exhaust manifolds cast iron intake and street tires but you can race at flat rock and and the figure eights are just phenomenal up there they scare me yep. they scare me absolutely. To death. absolutely they really do but they are pure entertainment at its finest and gary does a great job with those guys he loves it absolutely <laughs> loves it he eats sleeps and breathes it how many years has he been announcing now? too many that was a, when no, I was a kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, he was announcing. Yeah, Gary's been with us, I think, he re, he 25 re, he re, or 26 years. He replaced Jack Pfeiffer, correct? Uh, Jack was at Toledo when Sonny had the track, and then Rick Eshelman was the announcer when we first opened oh, okay. up. And then yeah. uh, got to have a real quick story. Let's, let's go for it. We were at Toledo. Gary, Gary was still announcing at Lansing, at Spartan, mm -hmm. on Friday nights. And it was just killing him not to be at Toledo. Just killing him. So I go up in the press box, and I had a flip phone then. I still up, has one. I uh, so does my boss. <laughs> I'd open up the phone and I'd call him, 
I said, hey, Gary, how you doing? They said, I said, we're all done with the late model feature. We had 18 cars here, and oh, man, they, all, they come side by side. And I said, listen to this. And I'd hold the phone. I'm, you son of a... And he'd just be screaming. <laughs> In two weeks, he quit Spartan and came back. To, came back. So he was already at Flat Rock, but he came back so he can announce that Toledo. Uh, it just you know, it just killed him. But we did that to him all the time just just for fun. And you know, that's another thing about our officials. And you talk about if you if you don't have the right frame of mind and if you're not coming there to have fun, we do that with our officials too. Yeah. We beat each other up mercilessly. It's just an ongoing process. But when it's time to be serious and time to run the race, we do a pretty darn good job. How did uh, you go from that factory stock to the to the dirt truck? Uh I got upset with the sanctioning body <laughs> over uh behind Meyer. And they uh, let their feelings be known about me. So I finally heeded some wise individual's advice and went dirt racing. How long ago was that? Uh, that was 2013. So not that long ago. Yeah, so you're on the pavement for quite a while. Yeah. And you're enjoying yourself on the dirt? Oh, it's a night-day difference. It's, you, know, I've, you don't regret your decision? No, not one bit. Okay. Uh, I regret last year's decision of going back. But uh, <laughs> that that turned out pretty terrible. But uh, we've we've had a lot of fun on dirt, much more so than even with finishing second about everywhere we go and uh, winning all the time on asphalt. We uh, the dirt stuff's much better. And why why do you say that? Uh, it it seems at the end of the day, like uh, it doesn't matter what happens. Like you can sit around, have a beverage with your friends and your uh, competitors, and everything be fine as the asphalt stuff as it goes it's like uh the end of the day you can win the race you can take home the big check and uh still have a bad day just for whatever reason uh, hassles in the tech barn hassles by uh, uh people who thought they should have done better than they did so you say there's a lot more camaraderie in your track race absolutely unity we've talked about it on the show before scott um jimmy ward says uh he took uh, Corey's advice. We're yeah. see him in a dirt late model this year. Yes, we will. Finally. Racing at our level. Finally? Is that what you said? <laughs> Finally, man. Somebody, somebody from a, a more prominent asphalt team is going over and then can share their experiences with uh, others. You know, maybe this is the first domino. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. I think it was last summer I was asking you about Australian pursuit races, and you were like, what is that? I never heard of an Australian pursuit race because I asked if they had American pursuit races in Australia, and the answer to that was no, no, not I, a thing. I'd never heard of it until I came <laughs> to America. No. So, uh, do, do they ever have any kind of one-off races like an Australian pursuit or a or gimmicky crack, race? Crack the whip. They do now and then, but I think that for the lower grades, like your uh, bombers or something like that, they do not. Not for the big stuff. No. Okay. I wonder how they got the name for Australian yeah, Pursuit I'd Race. be curious to know that because, yeah. in fact, it was uh, Oakshade where it was the first place I'd heard of it. I did some research and... You couldn't find the origins? No. It, it went back, uh, actually, pretty early 1900s that there were Australian Pursuit Races, but no explanation as to why. Rich Bell with a nice start. He's to the inside in turn number one. Rich Bell going to put a slide job on Rusty Slake. Slake has to check up. They make oh, contact they on the back straightaway. They're all wrecking. Here we go down the back straightaway. Big oh. problems. Rusty Slake up and over down the back straightaway. Rusty is uh, coming across the infield here. 
and he is headed right for Rich Bell on the front straightaway. He's going to confront that 21B machine of Rich Bell. He grabs him by the helmet, shakes him around a little bit there. It's fight night at I-96. So did you just have a, a nice conversation with, with Mr. <laughs> Bell there? Or what what, yeah, what, what went down yeah. at I-96 on Friday night? <laughs> I had to I had to shake him and wake him back up. Make sure he was uh, make sure he was paying attention to what happened. <laughs> I, I figured you were just giving him an, an invitation to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> no, no, he definitely he fell off the Christmas list this week. <laughs> uh -oh. So, so what 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 exactly happened from your perspective there on Friday night? Oh, uh, I mean it, it was a it was a, a calculated risk that he didn't calculate very well. <laughs> um, and it, there there wouldn't have been the second part of that uh, that audio clip you just played wouldn't even have happened if uh, if I wouldn't have had a run in with him a few years back. But he did the same thing to me at LaSalle a couple years ago and uh, junked one of my cars there, um, put me head first into the turn one wall after I led. 31 or 30 some laps out of a, a 40 lapper over there and had them cleared and uh, same thing we had half a lap on the field and had a caution bunch us back up and he tried being a hero on a restart and uh put me in the fence there and say i mean kind of the same thing here uh you can you can you can view that video from a couple different perspectives but i mean from from where i'm sitting and i'm sure ron uh, being in a race car, he kind of knows how it is when you're wide open on a cushion and the guy, uh, the, the track's that slick and the guy pulls the slide job in front of you and parks it. There's not much you can do. I mean, you can see in the video, I turned left trying to miss him and um, thought I had him cleared, but my right front just clipped his left rear and I jumped his tire and we got stuck together and then... So everybody plowed in behind you. <laughs> yep, so um, I don't know. It was, uh, I mean, it, it was a racing deal, but... Uh, it was it was the second time that uh, a miscalculated racing deal had had cost me a a really good race car and and a good paying race and and he had uh, he'd done both of them to me so the, <laughs> the I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure Rich Bell's not real high up on uh, Eric Spangler's <laughs> driver list either. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's real high up on a few people's lately. He's. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I, I've, I've always got along good with Rich. Uh, I like Rich out of the race car, and um, I mean, it, it, you know me, Ron. I I like to. I'll, I'll solve the problem after the races, and I'm an old school guy. I'm. A, I grew up watching Earnhardt and Rusty Wallace beat the crap out of each other on the racetrack and off the racetrack and shake hands and go out to dinner the next week. So, yeah. so um, I, I, I I I express my displeasure and. Um, I'm sure if he come up and shook my hand and apologized, and uh, we'd, we'd go right back racing and being buddies like we used to. Um, I mean, that's how I grew up, and that's that's kind of, I guess that's my mentality when it comes to racing. Is uh, we're all going to make mistakes, and if I make a mistake, I expect to have to pay the consequences. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've had people come after me before for 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 doing something stupid on the racetrack, and I mean, I I expect it. You know what I mean? I heard that the ethanol series gave you a week off. No. Uh no one I thought it was just one race, right? Just Which would be race. a week, right? Yeah, but they penalized me four hundred dollars and gave me a night off and took and, my points away for that for that race. Also, and no unpleasant news from UMP though. Nope, never got a call from UMP. Um, I was honestly expecting it. Usually, when I do something stupid like that, Sam calls me and yells at me. But <laughs> <laughs> well. You do you plan to run any more uh, ethanol uh, races? You you picked up the nah, win at uh, unless unless it's going to benefit us in some way. I'm, I I don't plan on I don't plan on supporting that deal. Um, I mean, I feel like they could have handled it a little different. It was it was the first time I'd ever had a, an altercation at, in at the race, and 
and done anything like that. I mean, there there was no blood. There was there there was nothing major that happened other than me shaking them around a little bit and going back to my pits. Uh, I mean, I've seen way worse than that happen at a racetrack, and nobody ever got penalized. So well, and initially the the word all over the internet was that you were pummeling his helmet and. Uh, I, I read a couple different things. Were there any punches thrown, or were you just shaking, uh, shaking? Well, there, there was some shaking, and I, I'm, I'm sure I smacked his helmet around a little bit. But I mean, there's you're not going to hurt somebody when he's got his helmet on. <laughs> it's like football if players anything, punching if each anything, other. Now. My fist hurts worse than his helmet. I can promise you that. <laughs> now, were you okay after? I mean, that was a pretty nasty uh, looking uh, hit there that uh, flipped you up and over, and then you got yeah, hit when you were upside down. The next day, ribs hurt a little bit, but um, no, it's it's not my first rodeo. We've we've been upside down. A couple times so um no I'm, I'm used to it it was uh it was probably one of the softer flips i've ever had the uh the, the part that hurt the worst was the people hitting me while i was upside down you know just an <laughs> fyi that's not something that no you shouldn't be used to that rusty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point uh, it looked like uh, once you got out of the car, you started walking kind of down toward. I, I just saw some of the videos. You, you were walking down toward the infield, and uh, it kind of looked like you kept looking like back over your shoulder to see if anybody was following you. Yeah, did I don't you know, know what you're talking about? Did you know where you were going at that moment? <laughs> yeah, I looked like I had. It looked like I had a big, big enough lead that they weren't going to catch me. I was, I was a sprinter in high school. I'm a little fatter than I used to be, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the second video, I saw you running from about halfway through the uh, infield, and the officials are chasing after you. <laughs> but they gave you enough time to uh, express what you needed to express to uh, Rich? Yeah, I let him know what I thought and went on about my business. So, um, yeah, I, I don't feel the ethanol handled it the way that I think any other series would have handled it. I mean, I, I probably should have got a probation or, or something or a warning and it, a slap on the wrist, and if you do that again, uh there will be consequences, but um, I don't know, man. To to kick your points later out of a series, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't I don't condone what I did. It was wrong. Um, I mean, it's a it's a heated sport. We all make mistakes. And usually, here's the general rule of thumb: if you're going if you're going fast, you're doing pretty good. The left side of your car is usually pretty nice yep. all season, and that our the left side of our car has been pretty good all season. So, how's the right side? If then? you're going the right side, looks we've had to change it at least once. And it looks pretty ugly again. But sometimes, you know, when you're you're battling for the lead and there's lap cars, you know, usually if the lap cars aren't aren't moving or giving you enough room, you can you can rub them a little bit. So that's happened. Um, Did you get anybody uh, this past Saturday? Because there's a lot of lap traffic this past Saturday. I think Devin I lapped up all, all the way tonight. No, we I didn't take any panels off the car this week. We didn't touch nobody. <laughs> Nobody's mad at us this week. Like you're all proud. I don't think. <laughs> Ron, he, Ron got a little bit of touch. How yeah, did, that how, start, how, it, if you watch our video, that start, it was kind of hairy. I don't know what, what went on, but on our our in-car cam, you could see a couple guys uh, rubbing, and I don't know what happened in there. If, if It looked like uh, I can tell you Steve number one thought Steve number two was going to enter harder. or <laughs> Steve number one, Steve number oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to name And then Steve names. number one shot up the track in uh, Shipley there. And oh, uh, man, it was ugly. And I missed one by a little bit, then I missed hitting. But see, I didn't see that contact between Steve one and Steve two until I saw your video. Uh, I, I, I talked really with tell. Steve two on uh, 
on Sunday, and he th said he thought Steve One had moved up the track a little to give him some room, and when he went into one, he came down. Uh, but Steve Two was only at Steve One's quarter panel, which got Steve One a little crossed up, and then went up the track. And I'm actually he, following he said, this. Yeah. And, and he he said that uh, he was really glad that. Uh, that Matt was there because it straightened him out and yeah. kept everything from getting really ugly. Yeah, but I think that, that was for you though, where it got ugly. Yeah, somewhere back mid pack, uh, it got I don't know six or eight of us. Yeah. Chain reaction. Flat Rock's uh, in action uh, Saturday night. You're racing, uh, assuming the weather cooperates. Um, and I believe Natalie Decker's going to be there signing autographs as well. Are you going to get her autograph? Uh, yeah, probably. She's. Uh, <laughs> She's she's a real good driver, so uh, yeah, I'd like to get an autograph before uh, she goes big time, and maybe I can sell it for a little bit of money. <laughs> Got a girlfriend? No, no, I don't. Hey, maybe we can. Uh, she's what? You're seventeen. She's twenty. Maybe, maybe we could work something <laughs> out here. Would you be interested in that? I sure. <laughs> <laughs> work on Excellent. that one, Scott. Uh, we'll see what we can do here. Do you have a boyfriend? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, we were gonna we were gonna set you up. Uh, we just talked to Ray Morneau. Uh, no, that wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Travis. We 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 talked to uh, Ray Morneau, a street stock driver at uh, Flat Rock, uh, and I guess you're gonna be up there signing autographs on Saturday night when he doesn't have a girlfriend. He's a few years younger than you. We were gonna try and uh, set him up with you, but <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Ray. I tried. I tried. I bought the only thing I well I did race a late model one time, but I haven't. That's about the only thing that I haven't raced more than that wasn't ron mccomas's car was it yes it was yeah. <laughs> oh i'm sorry yeah it was it was it was a good time i'm glad i did it but it was i didn't really realize what was going on when i first got in this thing when he told me the car was old enough to drink it didn't sink in at the time at what he had told me and i should have known when i went over there to get fitted up to get in the car he had a guy over there squirting wesley's stuff on the tires trying to soften them up so we could go racing i thought oh boy i'm gonna be in trouble where was that at <laughs> fremont at fremont but we had a fun time you know i mean i got thrown i got i went across the scales after qualifying and they said i was light and i'm thinking there uh, were enough rivets in that car <laughs> how that, can that, i that be it, light should have made weight <laughs> well here apparently over the Ten years or however many years it said on the truck, somebody had taken the lead ballast off of the race car, didn't tell Ron, and used it somewhere else. Well, I was like, <laughs> but I couldn't believe it. I, mean, I got the oldest car here. How can I be? <laughs> Explain to us what happened that ill-fated night. Well, this was, we're jumping ahead to '89, right? Yeah, 1989. All right. It was a uh, opening night, and they uh, a guy had lost a gas tank. Um, it was just a stock gas tank, and they made a made a mount for it, kind of a cheapy mount, but it never actually got welded in there. And uh, they le just fell out of the car, and they left it out there for a couple laps, and I found it the hard way. From what I read, uh, you were racing for the lead in this this race. It was like I was was yeah. it the last lap or something? Uh, last last few laps, yeah, okay. yeah. Started in the tail and worked my way up, and yeah, it was. I, I finally had a fast car. <laughs> So you're running second, right? Right. And uh, were you making a move for the lead at this time? or I was trying. Lauren Sauter was ahead of me, and, and he was the man in black. He was like, Dale Earnhardt, you, you ain't going to beat Lauren Sauter. And, uh, but I had him. He was, he was always right, uh, right bumper to bumper. We were really going at it. And all of a sudden, he went way high, and I goes, there's my opportunity. And I went down low, and 
right there was a gas tank and it bursted open and got wedged underneath my car and I didn't realize what it was at first and somebody else uh, drove through there and their exhaust must have lit the fuel and then I panicked and I couldn't get the uh, I couldn't get the seat belts undone I couldn't get my window net undone and of course when when you get in a fire like that you're you're instantly blind because it you know it just melts your your mask and not to mention it's really hot in there i would imagine it yeah. would be kind of yeah it does it does get a little warm joe while you're talking hold your hand up just so <laughs> some of our listeners can see what uh sure what happened in the fire and uh yeah and uh, i did have gloves but i had soaked them with fuel g gassing up the race car and and uh so i left them on the trailer so they didn't do me a whole lot of good and and ron had sold me the uh fire suit like we said uh previous to that so i'm really glad he did that or i probably wouldn't be here today you know and his face too um he was a tom Selleck look-alike prior to the <laughs> prior oh, to the fire. real close oh yeah <laughs> people got me confused with him all the time like <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i take my cheap shots when i can joe i'll do the same to you <laughs> so how long were you uh in the car before they they could get you way out? too long way too long um it seemed like an eternity to me, but uh, I'm not really sure. And uh, but it was it was quite a long time. I re I remember a quote from, and I don't don't remember if it was one of the paramedics or or who it was that was there, but Joe was sitting in the car and hadn't taken the steering wheel off, and he was beating his hands on the the steering wheel. And uh, apparently, in the ambulance, they asked him why he was doing that. He said, "Well, my hands were on fire. I was trying to put them out." Yeah, I don't remember if you remember. I don't know if you remember that or not. I, I do. I do. So what? Are, what is? What's going through your mind when when you're in that situation? Well, at first I was in sheer panic, and and I kept going back and forth from my uh, from my seatbelt trying to get it undone. Of course, I couldn't feel anything. Was it like uh, the regular? Yeah, just a regular seatbelt link. Yeah. yeah, and you know, of course, I couldn't feel anything because you know I was totally engulfed when I hit that tank. It just saturated me with gas well not only that scott like so it sprayed the gas all over it, oh, well yeah. and and it would have vaporized a lot of fuel which would would have made it virtually it would have made it explosive and it was a real big explosion per se yeah yeah could you tell if uh, there were any track crew that were there trying to help i, I could not out? tell at the time okay. but then uh then i got to the point that i said i just got calm and i said you're gonna die in here if you don't get out it's like a voice talking to me or something you're gonna die you gotta calm down and you gotta get out of here and uh i grabbed a hold of my the bar next to me and and i knew i could didn't have the window net on done yet but i grabbed a hold of the they call it a petty bar i guess some people call right. it that grabbed a hold of that and just pulled myself right through and i'd been in there long enough that the seat belts had melted wow. and and the seat belt snapped and i went rolling out on the passenger side but there i was laying in a pool of, of gas you know that was still burning and uh then i passed out and don't remember anything and when it was the uh, summer nationals versus the world of outlaws it was and <laughs> and, and honestly it, that's kind of how that's kind of the uh, was that the we, mentality that going into the it too? it was an us versus, versus them. them it was definitely an us versus them um were it, you guys all pitted separately too no no okay. we were we were all kind of intertwined with okay. each other um but it's uh that's how it was i mean the the summer nationals guys didn't really want to be there with with them and they didn't really want to be there with us uh it, 
I don't really agree with how they do it. I mean, they bring those guys in. They're, they had a week off. They, they were at home prepping their stuff. They show up with brand-new shiny race cars that everything's oil. Yeah, they should do that the, the first couple races yep. or something. And, and they, they all get there, and they get free pit passes, and all them World of All guys that are on the thing, that are on the tour that are signed in, they get I think they get four free tires when they show up to those races. And we we don't get anything. We pay our pit pass, and we go race. So uh, a nice pat on the back. All yeah, right, good they, luck. They, they bring all those guys in and... and Kind of put them up in the suites, and we're in the nosebleed section, trying to trying to compete with them with a worn out race car that we've been racing for two weeks. How hard was it to uh, to learn figure eight racing and how everybody races each other? Or would you just got in there and picked it up? Is it like chicken? No, not really. It's it, it, it's there's a method to the madness. I mean, I know it looks wild sometimes, but you kind of know who's going to go and who's not. Every once in a while, you get a wild card in there, or, <laughs> or you'll get to a point to where you pass a lap car and and you actually do do. I went through the intersection a lot and forgot to look and went through there and said, "Whoo, I forgot." You know, it's stuff like that. But I mean, it's 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 definitely a different animal. But it's you kind of get out there and you get in a zone, and once you get in a zone, I mean, it's everything's good until like somebody slams on the brakes and they, people don't realize when somebody slams on the brakes it just ruins everything i mean it just changes everything lose the rhythm yep you lose your rhythm exactly i figured you guys aren't looking when you go through the intersection you just kind of close your eyes now you look more going through the corner and by the time you come off the corner you already know what you're, you're going to do at the intersection you so. pick your spot yep you're coming off the corner okay that's what makes it tough every year we only go down and run with the, the outlaw guys down south two or three times a year and you really don't know you know there's certain guys down there you really don't know it takes a while to get used to them I mean, I've been running down there for four or five years now, so hopefully I can get a little better at it down there. I'm thinking the reason we won the championship was, uh, I don't remember what week it was or whatever, but we blowed a motor up in a heat race, and uh, our shop is five minutes from the racetrack, so we throwed the car in the trailer. Well, the boys, they throwed the car in the trailer, busted hump back to the shop, and uh, changed motors. I was at the racetrack trying to find a ride to keep my points up and stuff, and then they told me that I couldn't do it anyhow, so I jumped in a vehicle, ran to the shop. I get to the shop, walk in there, and there's a motor still in the race car, and I'm thinking they haven't even started yet. Well, they were done, and we was actually pushed the race car in the trailer, went back to the racetrack, and um, we transferred through the heat race, so I think we started eighth in the feature or something, but run fourth, and I'm going to probably say that's Probably the reason we won the championship. That's a pretty amazing feat, it though. Was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a treat. <laughs> how, how long? Forty-nine minutes. Wow. We had antifreeze and oil, and I mean, the shop That's a was busy a night. Mess. The shop was a mess. The trailer was a mess. But we made her back in time to and get done. That's all that counts. <laughs> Nope. At the Clyde Street race, we ended up in the hay bales. We laid on top of each other in the hay bales. <laughs> Is there a picture of that? No. Uh, no, no I'm a good thing. <laughs> but, you know, I like I like doing stuff like that, too, because in there, again, you're not going to somebody's racetrack where they've raced there all year long. Everybody's racing on the same deal Equal, yeah. for the first time that year, you know, and it's it's... It's interesting, and I, I like it. Of course, I've heard about the the Clyde Street. It's a good time. Yeah, it's it's nice when you're competitive too. Naturally. Have you won? That? I mean, yeah, we won oh, yeah. it. We okay. won it last year. Okay, or you know, this year and last year actually, and this year was kind of the year before maybe. Yeah, this yeah, year, actually, won it four this, times. year <laughs> this year actually was kind of ironic. I only led one lap, and we only raced four laps. 
but I led the one that counted. That's the only one you need to count. And they had four red flags, and they said, one more, and we're done. Well, we had one more, so that was it. I said, yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a place that can eat carts in a hurry. You know, was uh, it actually like a, a road course? Yeah, it's right in the streets. Right in the, so they hay bales all the way around. They go like two days before and drop hay bales, and it, it's a really cool course. And, and um, How long is it? Like um, I'd say what? Three quarter mile, mm, something like that. Something like that. But it's got a few turns. That oh yeah, hold on. They put a chicane right in the middle. It's got a chicane down the one which back straight away. Has which, its own groupie. Oh yeah, they got a big old party back in there. You don't want to crash in a chicane because <laughs> they, they just they hold signs up. It's a good time. <laughs> you crash, we drink. I mean, they have a, they have a good time. Yeah, it, it's very very interesting just to go stand in that and watch. So it's kind of like beer pong for go karts. Yeah, 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 you know. I mean, when me and Johnny crashed, it was a while ago, but. You know, I remember getting up and, and had a big gash in my leg, blood running down it. I look over, John still face first into the into the hay bales. So, yeah, but it, it was teammates then too. Yeah, we were teammates then too. Norm Van Ness wants me to uh, ask you about kissing a cow. Yeah. Oh, I got, that was yeah, funny. Kissing cows. Yeah. What what what's that about? The fair race that they have mm-hmm. at Fremont every year is the winner has to kiss a cow. Instead of drinking like a well, thing of milk, drink, I had to, to drink the milk too, oh. and I had to kiss a cow first, you know. Which I think AJ, how was it? AJ liked <laughs> was it? AJ, AJ liked it better than I did. She, uh, she got what she the got cow or milk? The, me kissing the oh, cow. Okay. <laughs> I told you earlier, well, you might not have heard, but she's got a thing with cows. When we go motorcycle riding, she's got to make sure that everybody sees the cows. You know, so she's always pointing and wailing her hands, and I told her, you can't do that stuff while we're on the back of the motorcycle here. But now it's ha- I'm I'm ready. I'm ready looking, for it. I'm looking for cows now so I can see them before she does, so I'm ready. <laughs> before we go any further, yeah. There's a little uh, little uh, dust up between uh, you and Devin. Oh, we'll get to that. I want to yeah. get to that. I want to get to that It'll now. It'll come out. What, uh, there was no dust up. We don't there, have time for this. There was I a, swear. <laughs> this will go on for years. Something about a monster truck uh, oh, yeah. running it over. It happened in like 04. He's got video of what it, and I have yet year? to see it. Right. Oh, oh, it was out it there. It was 04. I, I okay. put it out there for everyone to see. This is that old? I just yeah, it's extremely old. Dan doesn't let things go. Is it 04 or 05? Dan pretty much chopped Devin, and Devin had nowhere to go. Oh, no, 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 no. I was running the tires. I I was running around the bottom on the tires. And I was all the way up top. Dean started up front, (laughs) and he was up on the high side, and just cuts across the track, and just right right into my door. I was spinning out as I was cutting across the track. Yeah, he was spinning out. (laughs) Launched me in the air, and Mm -hmm. I guess that's where he gets the monster truck, said I... And Dan said he put tire tracks on his air cleaner because Dan hit him so hard his car came up and Dan never lifted and Dan was underneath him when Devin landed tire tracks on the air. Oh, I ripped the whole right side four <laughs> bars out of my car. First off, you got it backwards. Matthew does. He never got out of the gas. He went over my nose. I was pointing the wrong way. I'll do it the wrong way on the track. Why were you the wrong way, though? That seems like that should be the first indication that I something's not right. as straight as I could get do around the bottom. Want... Just slowly going around the bottom. Okay. Still. Up. I've learned I... that facing the wrong way is not a good no. thing. It never is. But here's the thing. I've raced with Devin a long time. So here's the deal. I go down into one. I have a car in front of me that's a slower than me. Devin. I have someone no, that started on the back. pole <laughs> that was is very unsafe. It doesn't matter who it is. He doesn't race anymore. But he came at me and was going to basically T-bone me. So I pitched the car sideways and tried to split between the two, and I I lost it. I ran out of talent. It was going to be sweet had I pulled it off, but I did not pull it off. So I spin out, and I watched the entire field come at me. 
and everybody misses me. I guess I started and, laughing. And I see you did, you did. <laughs> and I see Devin, and I'm like, oh, thank God, Devin will miss me. There he goes, right over top of me. I had tire marks on my rear rear sail panel. There were tire marks. Well, I was in the air. My, I was flying he through was the in air because he hit gas. me so hard. I heard. Because his I tire fell off the tire rack coming home from the track that yeah. night. That's the only reason he has tire tracks out there. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know when you're you're running a backhoe and you hit a bump and your foot goes to the throttle? That's the only way the throttle would have been pushed. All I heard was, as he was going over Because I was in air. He ran me over, but I was parked the wrong way. So it's a 50-50 deal. So, Ryan, next year, are, are you going to beat... Uh, you're actually going to have to beat both these guys, uh, both Matthew and Devin. Are, are you going to be, beat them and uh, Am I maybe top not be the, the first uh, loser? Well, hey, we're going to have We'll just continue the cheater rumors, and we'll do it for okay. both of them. Now, is, is Dan Wallace a cheater as well, or just Devin? No, Dan's not a cheater. He's too honest to be a cheater. cheater. Okay. You drove my car. How was I cheating? You looked at the setup. Is anybody booing you yet? Uh, because that's when you know you've made it somewhere yeah. when you start hearing the boos yeah, from the fans. Um, they come quite frequently. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, it, it's amazing. Uh, you were talking earlier about Jim McCune and you tying his record. Yeah. Um, back in the day, he won a lot. Yeah. And uh, his famous quote was that you don't really worry about the booze and carrying on until they start throwing full beer cans. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got no beer cans thrown at me yet. So well, empty beer, let's not yeah, encourage people. Empty, empty beer cans are okay. Full beer cans, yeah. those are a worry. Yep. Let's talk about why you uh, you missed out on the opening uh, night this, this year. I know uh, the reason. What's I, the, my... Uh, I started dating my girlfriend Katie, and my, so a girl my, became between you and racing. No, she didn't come in between oh. us. I mean, I told her we went to my senior prom together. That was in 2017, and the late models don't race opening night, so we took the night off completely. And I was running for Roberts Motorsports, and and, and you were running late model yep. in 2017. Yep. And the Oakshade didn't run, and we we're going to run Oakshade for points. And so we're like, we just kind of pitched that idea and said, I'm going to prom, and I've never been to high school dance ever. And me and her just met a couple months, like a month before that. And I'm like, oh, let's go to prom. And she's like, okay. And so we went to prom. And then she says, will you take me to my senior prom next year? And I, I planned on running late model still. And Forever. Yeah, you know, who wants to quit? So you already committed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't a big deal to me. Okay. I told her. I'm like, and then once the whole thing went away, she's like, you still want to go to prom? And I'm like, yeah, I want to go to prom. I'm like, I said, I promised you. And to be honest with you, I just, I don't want to get wrapped up in racing points. I said, Really? So here you and are. Here we are. Wrapped up <laughs> I, in racing I points. Was just, yeah. She's down at Finley, Uni the University of Finley, right now, going to college. And I was had on the phone with her today, and she said something about this weekend. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, is her name Christine? It's Katie. Oh, never mind. Sorry, Christine. Somebody for oh, Katie and Christine. Okay. Yeah, it must be her. They're they're listening. Okay. I say yeah. hello. Hey. Um. But she. Uh, me and her <laughs> I didn't mean to get you in trouble. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um. We were on the phone today, and she's like. So, are you going to be sad if you don't win points? I said, Katie, I went into this year not wanting to even race for points, and I'm in this situation where it makes me nervous. And I said, I hate points racing. I said, it's no fun. I said, it takes all the fun out of racing and gets me all stressed, in my opinion. I hate racing for points. The wild finish at Attica on uh, on Friday night with uh, Travis Philo. Why don't you walk us through uh, what Describe it in your own words, what happened. We had the video posted on our Facebook page, so we're familiar with it. How to look from your view? What what happened? And and I'll be honest. Uh, the more I look at the video, the worse it looks. Um, as in, it looked looked like I honestly just ran through him. Um, I felt 
during the races, um, you know, it uh, it was during the the actual event. I felt like it was better. Um, I felt like I had more room. Um, He'll be the first one to tell you that uh, he was running out of fuel, so the closing speed to him, to me, was a lot faster than I expected. Um, you know, even going into the last lap, I didn't expect to even have a shot at it. Um, and coming out of two, he, you know, he'd been running on the top for the first, you know, the last four or five laps. So I went in thinking I'm going to run the bottom. Well, he went to the bottom. And the top was the fastest way around, and I got a really good run. Came off a four. For what I, from what I heard from his interview, he changed up his line to take that away from you. Yeah, and and he and he actually said afterwards that he ran, was running on fuel because it's the shortest way around, and he was just hoping to get to the finish line. And and I, you know, totally agree. And and I'll be the first one to say it's more fault to me than it was really anybody. Um, it was more of a misjudgment of how close and how quick I was closing on him. Um, but it got to the point to where I was between the wall and, and in the right rear. And if I lifted, I didn't win a race. I didn't have a shot at it. If I didn't lift, we bumped tires, I have a shot at winning. Um, if that's two laps beforehand, and in, and the video doesn't show it, but there was, it happened three or four laps in a row um, where I had that run and, and just couldn't get by him, and I lifted. And I've always you know, kind of said that if I'm coming out of four and it's for the win, I'm not going to lift. I mean, that's what they pay a race car driver for is Absolutely. to win. Um, you tear equipment up, you tear equipment up. And, and I feel bad for what happened, but, uh, you know, I, I, I hope that, you know, you look back at it and say it's two guys racing for the win and we just so happen to be in, in the same spot. It looked so. like looked like you guys were just going for that same the same race. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he came from the, the he came from the bottom and and was headed to the flag stand, and I came off the top and was pointed already at him, and it just uh, was something that you know happens, and and uh, I don't want it to happen all the time, but um, like I said, I, I'm gonna if you give me that shot ten out of ten times, I'm gonna do it ten times. No, so. I, I thought I saw one of the videos. Uh, you walked up to him afterwards. Uh, what'd you guys? What'd you say? Um, I first thing I was just making sure it was all right. I mean, I I didn't get to see because I ended up by the time our car settled down, I was in turn one and two, so I didn't get to see how bad his was. I knew he hit hard, um, and so I kind of was more checking on who he, how he was, and then to explain to him, look, you had you know coming to the checkered, I'm gonna be there especially if you went to the bottom. And I said, you went to the bottom, gave me the free lane. Um, he agreed to it. Um, you know, there wasn't any, you know, no big deal things. You could tell he was very upset with me. Um, but And he has every right to at a certain point. But at that point, I, I can't, uh, you know, sit back and, and, and lift and, and be bullied my entire racing career. Welcome to the Wrecker Report, under caution. Tonight on the show, we have Tony Stewart, NASCAR legend and owner of Eldora Speedway. This weekend at Eldora is the dream. Tony, what are your goals for a successful event? If we haven't crashed at least 50% of the field by the end of the race, we need to extend the race till we at least crash 50% of the cars, because it's... It's not fair to these fans for them to not see any more wrecks than that and more tour of cars. I mean, we, we still had over half the cars running at the end, and it's, uh, it shouldn't be that way. Wow, okay. What are your plans for the rest of the races you have scheduled at Eldora this summer? I mean, I think if we could make it a figure eight, it'd be perfect. It would absolutely be perfect here. Wow, okay. That definitely sounds like a lot of carnage. Um, are there any other rule changes coming along with this? 
I think we ought to just tape them off solid and run them until they blow up anyway. I think it'd make it a lot more exciting for the fans. You seem so angry, like when you used to race with Joey Logano in NASCAR. What made you so mad all the time? What the hell do you think I was mad about? Dumb little sh- runs us clear down to the infield. He wants to b- about everybody else, and he's the one that drives like a little b- I'm going to bust his ass. If you could go back and race NASCAR one more time, what would you do? It would have been a lot more fun if I could have got caught up in one more wreck. If I could have done that, it would have been perfect. What do you think about William Byron moving up to a cup car this year? Uh, the kid's an idiot. He wins one bush race, and he's a cup driver now. Well, that's about all the questions I have for you, Tony. Is there anything you would like to dedicate this interview to? This one's for every one of those fans in the stands that pull for me every week and take all the bullish from everybody else. Well, that's all I have for this week's report, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, we don't take ourselves seriously, and neither should you. There's only two kinds of race engines, ones that are blown up and ones that are going to blow up. It's probably time to check your valve lash. A lot of good times. We did have a lot of good times, Chris, I can tell you, man. You're just a good, genuine racer, man. You've been one of my good friends. You know that we talk a little on Facebook here and there with your wife, Kathy, or the girls. And uh, I tell you, I would never, I'd say the best time ever in my life was for sure racing. But the, the way it started with you and I, I was just getting started. You were a pro and whipping everybody's tail and i think the one year we, second year i was there or first year you were in that warrior car you'd won like 12 straight features at oak shaders you were just unbeatable and 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 you were a good guy and we got along and we just had that we just had that connection i mean out of all the people that i raced over the years i mean all the big name guys were friends of mine chris and i after just about every race if he was close to me which we usually tried to he would always shake my hand if I won, and I would always shake his hand if I won. I mean, a gentleman of the sport, great guy. and You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. 
they were able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. <laughs> 